family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's info at s-o-u-n-d-a-n-d-s-o-u-n-d-s dot co.za. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you what I've been musing over and thinking about over the past week or two. And here's the thing I'd like to discuss with you today. Climbs, peaks, valleys, and the most incredible pursuit, the summit. I reckon that life could be summarized into the pursuit of the personal summit. We all know about the peak, isn't it? The peak of Mount Kili, for instance, say, or the world's most infamous mountain, Everest. We know about the peak because so few have dared venture to reach it. We know about the peak because those who've dared venture to reach it tell incredible tales of adventure, treachery, personal mastery, growth and development, doubt, self-belief, and the emergence of the human condition. Victory. We also know that on the path to this human natural condition of victory, they have to use the most important of all human qualities. Hope. The belief that tomorrow will be better. That the next step will be lighter. That the next motion, easier. And the next challenge, conquerable. Life without hope is an altogether miserable affair. So this week, I thought I'd like to talk to you a bit about peaks. And here's the first question I'd like for you to ask for yourself. Have you thought about what is the natural peak for the trajectory of your life at the moment? Have you thought about the build-up and where it ends up? Have you thought about the heights that you want to reach? Or are you, as is the case with so many, simply going day to day, following the path, doing what comes next? Now, don't get me wrong, there is a certain catharsism, isn't it? There is a cleansing of the soul almost in only focusing on the next step, because the next step, and we discussed this in an earlier episode on the VT podcast, the next step is the only thing you can control. 
just that next step. So there is a certain element of power, of authority, of ownership by focusing on that next step. And I don't want to downplay it. But the question I'm asking here is, are you taking that next step cognizant of the ultimate step? That one step, that moment that will be talked about when your life is told, that moment that will become your pinnacle, your peak. And the reason this is important is because for a lot of us, I think, our peaks are shaped by our environment, our societies, our friends. We see the context of what it is that is our potential based on where we are and how we are socialized, how we think. And so we even define our successes, our personal peaks, based on the context of the definition of the day. Yeah, I come from a country and a time when we used to talk about being the first black, then the only black. And now we're trying to push to being one of the many blacks in the different spaces where we find ourselves. Now, I don't blame the people who spoke about being the first black. It fit the context of that time. I don't blame the people who spoke about being the only black. It used to fit the context of that time. It was the natural peak we had reached at that time. But as we reach those climbs, those peaks, new peaks become plateaus. We have to push beyond them because we've now proven that they are possible. And so the question I ask for you is, have you thought about what is your natural peak? Where are you going? Where do you want your life to end up? And how do you see yourself reaching that point? At the end of the day, how do you make sure that you reach the peak of your own potential, the peak of your own dreams? You can't really talk about climbing or summits without talking about perhaps the most famous climber of all time, the New Zealander, Sir Edmund Hillary. Did you know the only New Zealander, by the way, to feature on the currency of the country who was not a head of state? Sir Edmund Hillary is amongst the most famous explorers of the last hundred years, easily. His story is not that of a man born into royalty or like high echelons. He wasn't at the peak of society. He didn't come from an exclusive environment. He wasn't nurtured or mentored or groomed for reaching peaks. He looked within himself to find that. Very inspired by his father, who was, as is the term, an apiarist, a beekeeper. Like many other legendary climbers, he became interested in mountaineering very, very early on in his life. And that's the second point I'd like to make about reaching a peak, is when you start is an important part of when you get to reach that peak. And often the point of starting is scrappy, it's messy, it's dark, it's in the darkness. It's not a place that looks fancy, but it's the place where you start. By the time he was 20 years old, he'd reached his first summit, Mount Olivier, a 6,000-foot elevation in the Canterbury mountain range of northern New Zealand. It was, for him, an incredible moment. But at that time, he was still a nobody. Nobody celebrated him or knew who he was. It was a personal pursuit, a personal reach of the summit. And I think that's an important thing for us to recognize here. In the era of public acclamation and love and adoration and followers and tweets and Instagrams and influencer lifestyles, a lot of us are trying to pursue the public acclamation without recognizing first it starts with conquering the self. 
And so before you want to peek in public, have you peeked in private? Are you okay with you? Are you living a life that is consistent with the values that you were raised? Are you living a life that is fulfilling, that's rich? Have you got rich connections and friends, family, love? Are you doing work that's purposeful, work that, as I love to say to my own team, turns you on? That as you just start doing it, the light bulb of your life switches on, your eyes sparkle, your cheeks flush with emotion and happiness because you enjoy it. Are you peaking? in private. And the reason that's important is because there is nothing quite as tragic as peeking in public, but being dim inside, being empty inside. And you see a lot of that today where people peek in public and then we wonder why they're suffering from this ailment or that mental illness or using this particular drug, or it's often because they're peeking in public, but they're empty inside. And so we learn here from Sir Edmund Hillary that even at the tender age of 20 years old, as a young nobody in New Zealand, he peaks his first mountain in private. It's a private win. And later on in his life, after World War II, where he served and served with the British Royal Air Force Navy, as he attempted the peak for which he is most known, he had reached several peaks in his own personal life. Several peaks in his own personal life. So let's talk about the peak for which he is most known, that infamous climb of Mount Everest. Did you know that by the time he climbed Mount Everest and eventually reached the peak, it wasn't his first climb? Did you know that? Yeah. See, following the end of World War, this is the Second World War, Hillary climbed Mount Cook, the highest peak in New Zealand. And that was just before he joined the British Reconnaissance Expedition in 1951. And that reconnaissance expedition was aimed at Mount Everest. So the climbing party, by the way, did not ascend to the summit. That wasn't what they were there to do. They were just there to reach the foothills of Everest, gathering topographical data and photos of the terrain. So recognize here that even though in his mind he had this massive dream to reach the peak the absolute peak of the most infamous mountain in the world, the highest point on earth. He starts first by going and being a part of a group that reaches the base point. A lot of us want the individual success. We want to be seen, we want to be seen quickly, but we're not thinking about how do we follow the natural progression of growth. 20 years old, he has a personal limit, a personal peak that he reaches, Mount Olivier, New Zealand. Years later, after serving in World War II, he goes to the foot just to gather topographical data on Mount Everest. Recognize that he's climbing, he's building his muscle and his memory and his ability to believe in himself, yet still no public affirmation, no public acclaim, just the pursuit of personal growth. 1953, he does it again. He joins the British expedition this time to attempt the actual summit. This is such an incredible story. Recognize that at this time, Tibet was still closed following the war. The group would have had to use a less developed route through the country of Nepal. So, Hillary paired himself with an Nepalese man called Sherpa Tenzing Norgai. 
And again, I want to pause here for a moment. He pairs himself with an Nepalese man. Because if you're going to reach the peak of where you want to go, who you go with is an important part of the formula. And you have to go with people that are familiar with the uncharted terrain you're about to walk. So when you hear people say things like, self-made this, and a one-man show, there is no such thing as self-made. There is no such thing as a one-man band. All of us are walking a path mentored, trained, coached, and even had life spoken into us by people who help us through parts of the journey. The journey is yours. The peak is yours. But along the journey, there are people who mentor you, people who train you, who coach you, who speak life into you. And the lesson I have learned and have been learning over the past three years is it actually doesn't matter how high you climbed. We all need those people. And so I have them in my life. People who are mentoring and coaching, yes, even me. Because if you're going to reach your personal peak, you're going to need to partner with people who can reflect to you. Or as the conversation we had in a much earlier podcast, who can mirror you to yourself. Now listen to this. You'd imagine that the story to reaching the peak of Everest was a romantic story. It's the man who finally kind of bulldozes his way up there, first climb, first attempt, and just reaches it. No obstacles, no problems. Because when we watch the movie of life, when we reach the biographies about people who've made it, it seems that that's the consistent theme, that the minute they found the path, they just went for it. Straight line, no obstacles, no problems. It's not so. See, as Hillary's climbing party neared that summit, they found themselves paused for two days, only 300 vertical feet from the summit. And why were they paused? No, it wasn't because they were fatigued, or because they didn't believe in themselves, or because they had planned incorrectly. They paused because of poor weather conditions. I want to say something that I think is probably the bare essence of what it is that I'm sharing with you today. Sometimes life is going to ask you to pause, request of you to pause, and it's got nothing to do with you. It's just the weather. It's the moment. It's the time. The lockdown is going to happen whether you have plans of yours or not. That relationship may or may not work whether you want it to or not. And all you have to do is humble yourself to that moment and to that time. Because you can negotiate many things. You cannot negotiate with the heavens. You can't negotiate your way around the weather. The winter comes for all of us. The cold chills for all of us. It doesn't ask whether you're ready or not. It just shows up on your way to the peak. And sometimes, isn't it, it reaches us as we're just about to get there. And it's easy to get uh, disenfranchised, almost disheartened, and want to give up. But remember always, it's the weather. It's just the season. It will pass. It is said that over those two days, even Sir Edmund Hillary himself had moments of doubt. And it was Tenzing, that Nepalese man, who was speaking life into him, reassuring him, reminding him of why he wanted to reach that peak in the first place. On the second day, he attempted the summit, facing the final obstacle 
a 40-foot ice face just below the peak. That 40-foot ice face today is known as the Hillary Step. Because once he conquered it, he had done it. 29,000 feet, the highest point on earth. He'd made it. What would you do, like, if you'd been working for over a decade of your life to reach a point of a summit? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd camp there. I'd build a house there. You know what I mean? Like, I'd set up there. You know what he did? They got up there. They spent only 15 minutes at the top. They took a couple of pictures, and they went back down. Why? Because the celebration of reaching the peak wasn't the point. Reaching the peak was the point. A lot of us, let's just pause on this. A lot of us are trying to reach the peak so they can see you. That's why you want to reach the peak. You're going, I'm going to show them. When I have it, they're going to see it. I'm going to display it. I'm going to post it. All my enemies that were saying negative things about me will finally know. Know for who? Know for what? He gets up there. 15 minutes of taking pictures and then the descent because he'd done it he'd reached the peak the pages of history would now be written about the first man to peak mount everest and just like that that climb was over it was sir edmund hillary who said and it's such a powerful expression listen to this he said in the end it's not the mountain we summit. It's ourselves. It's not the physical mountain. It's you. It's your beliefs. It's your thoughts. It's your doubt. And so this week, I'd like for you to think about what will be the peak for your life? What's the summit that you're trying to reach? Where does your potential place you in? What do you think you're capable of? And are you doing it? Are you going after it? Are you working toward it and for it and in it? Are you committed and dedicated? Are you making sure that you're taking the small steps, navigating those small peaks, learning the lessons along the way? Are you partnering yourself with people who are mentoring you, coaching you, speaking life into you along the path? Because if you're not, then here is the truism. Reaching the peak is not an accident. It's planned. And if you're not planning for your peak, you're never going to reach it. I wish you a peak of a week. I wish that you would note down what your own personal summits you would like to be in your family, in your business, in your physical and spiritual and financial life, and think about your plan to get there. And that is our podcast this week, the VT Podcast, Ideas That Matter. Sayonara. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-U-N-D-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D-S dot C-O dot Z-A.